All right, so good to see everyone this morning. Good to be worshiping uh, with you. Um, I, I, I'm so glad that I have the privilege of viewing that video twice now. And uh, it just ignites such a fire and a passion on the inside of me to uh, see the next generation know the gospel and to experience the presence and power of God. Um, and I, I was uh, reminded of the scripture in Psalm 71, 18. It says that even when I'm old and gray, Lord, don't forsake me till I declare the, your power to the next generation. You know what I'm talking about. And I believe that uh, that is a, a call on this church uh, to see the next generation get wrecked for Jesus, like he said. Come on. Praise God. In fact, who do we have in here that you are under 18? If you could stand to your feet really quickly. I want to pray for you and those who are watching, uh, worshiping with us online. I would just want to take a moment to pray for you and bless you. Father, I thank you for all of these individuals here. Lord, I'm asking that the power of your Holy Spirit would overtake their lives. Lord, the only reason why you would wreck us is so that you could build us back up and you could make us a fortified city for you, a place of refuge, a place of power, a demonstration of your glory in the earth. So I tell every bit of depression, every bit of sadness, every bit of confusion to leave these kids in Jesus' name and to lift them and build them up by the power of your Holy Spirit that they would accomplish your purposes in the earth. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that they are sealed, Lord God, with the power of your Holy Spirit and they themselves will declare your purposes in their generation, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I am so glad to be here with you this morning, and I thank Pastor Murray and Pastor Ash and the whole leadership team here, uh, Pastor Duncan as well. Um, I've, this isn't my first time being in this building. Uh, I was here for an epic conference and had a chance to reconnect with one of uh, my uh, good uh, friends, Ed Savoso, who uh, I had an opportunity, I was sharing this, this morning, that my first missions trip ever, and I've been all over the world, but my first missions trip ever with, was with Ed and his team in Argentina. And uh, we got a chance to see some amazing things. It definitely shaped my understanding of what we're meant to do in the region uh, and, and in terms of reaching the city, how God has called us to do that. Um, my, the time before then uh, is actually when I came into this building is when I met Pastor Murray. Uh, and this, this is a, a very uh, hilarious moment because we were here for a training, uh, restoring the foundations training together. And uh, there was multiple ones, dozens of us here together. But once we got trained in how to do it, now we had to actually experiment on each other uh, and be each other's guinea pigs. And guess whose group I got put in? Pastor Murray. And we had a chance to basically break curses over each other, deal with ungodly beliefs, and cast demons out of each other. And uh, praise God. That's what we did. So 
Pastor Murray and I know each other's deepest and darkest secrets. <laughs> because in that moment, we had to tell, tell it all. So anyway, it's just uh, amazing. This place has been a blessing. And you guys have great leaders, don't you? Can you give it up for Pastor Murray, the team, Pastor Duncan? They are just full of the Holy Spirit. They love you. And the only thing they love more than you is Jesus. They're just going after Jesus. Praise God. Well, I'm excited this morning to, to deliver, I believe, a message to you that is from God. Um, and I believe it will encourage you. As I was praying for this church, I kept hearing this phrase from God, don't miss the mist. Let me say that again. Don't miss the mist. He said, times of refreshing are coming to this church. Times of refreshing. In Genesis 2.6, it says, And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then in Acts 3.19, it says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins might be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Let's pray for a moment. Father, I thank you for every person here. Lord, you want to send your refreshing into their lives. And whatever that is, I'm asking that you by your Holy Spirit would come Lord, let your presence fall upon them right now. Lord, I pray that they would experience the tangible touch of your power in this moment that brings the refreshing. In Jesus' name, amen. And one of my favorite things, especially during the summertime, is to experience the rain that comes like a mist. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a mist in the air. It's such a refreshing thing to experience. And I was sharing that, that we, I recently planted uh, these, these flowers. I bought nine of them and, and three of them were destroyed because there was a torrential rain that came and just basically swept them up and, and delivered them basically into the sewage, uh, the, the water sewage. And so I was like, where are my plants at, man? What happened to my mulch and all this hard work? And it was, it was a torrential rain, but I love when a mist comes because it just waters the land and it feels refreshing in us. You know, I was thinking about how when I was recently on a trip with my family and we were in Orlando, Florida, and Orlando's pretty hot in July. You know what I'm talking about? Like very hot, like extremely. And, and even honestly, the, the heat almost feels oppressive. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you can barely breathe. And, and we, were, we were doing all of our different activities and things. And one day, I had done a good job wearing a hat. But one day, I decided not to wear a hat. I went outside, didn't wear a hat. And I felt, I told my wife, I felt like I was cooking. You know what I mean? Like I was in an oven. And you know what? I actually got a sunburn. Believe it or not, black people can also get a sunburn. And my head was flaking and all of this stuff. And it was, it was painful. It's bad. You know, it takes a little bit longer for black people to get sunburns, but we do get sunburns. 
It was so painful. But man, I tell you what, when the rain rolled in, as it does typically in Orlando around the afternoon time, it's usually a storm. But this time it was a mist. It was so refreshing, not only to me, but it brought the temperature down. So it was breathable. And then it, it also just blessed me. And what's interesting is I was sharing that this word refreshing in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, the word means, one of the meanings of it is to restore your breath. And I was just thinking about how we were worshiping, singing this song. God, you gave me this breath. You've restored my life. Now I need to give you my praise. And that's what God's calling us as we are refreshed, that we would give him our praise and that he would receive glory from our lives. And that's what I want to talk about. The Lord spoke to me and said that there's refreshing coming. Some of you have felt like you've had the wind knocked out of you. Like you can't breathe. Like the, the breathability in your life is an issue. It reminds me of the time when I was deciding to, to do, uh, impress my friends by doing some backflips. Um, it really, a uh, back handspring. And I was, I was doing this uh, handspring and I was doing this and, and I remember I, I missed my hands and I, I landed flat on my stomach. And I'm telling you, it knocked the wind out of me. Like I was 20 minutes late to class because I was trying to regather my breath. And also I was concerned about what those two were going to tell everybody that happened to me. Reggie landed on his face. I was embarrassed. But the wind was knocked out of me. Here's the thing. Some of you felt like the wind has been knocked out of you. But here I'm coming to tell you that God is going to breathe on you his breath from heaven. And you're going to experience refreshing in this particular season. The Lord spoke to me and said, there's going to be refreshing. That There's going to be a greater level of fruit that is produced in your life. You're going to see more people touched and transformed and saved through this church. This gospel is going to go forth and throughout this region, says the Lord. I believe the Lord's also say that those of you who have struggled with physical illnesses for a long time and you've been praying and standing and believing that God says this is a time of breakthrough, that he's received, sending his refreshing upon you. And also sense that God is saying that, that there's going to be a unique display of his presence in your life. Refreshing is going to come. Comfort and joy and peace even in the storm you may be facing. God's saying refreshing is going to come to you. Now the refreshing that God wants to bring comes from the Holy Spirit. And he comes from the Holy Spirit as we repent. As the Holy Spirit works in our spirit and in our minds and our hearts. And what happens is he starts to, to, to do different things in us to shift our mindset. And this is the whole issue with repentance. And I know some of us said, I repented the day that I was saved and I gave my life to Christ. I've done that thing before. But I'm here to say that repentance is actually an ongoing practice. It's a process. The word repent means it's metanoia. It means to change your mind. Now, how many of you have experienced a mind change multiple years throughout your journey with Christ? So there's an ongoing thing that God wants to do. But he has a compound word that he couples with repentance. Luke does in this chapter. And that word is epistry. 
And it means not just to change your mind, metanoia, the first word, but to change your ways. God wants us to change our minds, change our ways, to have a mindset shift. And what he does is the Holy Spirit works in our hearts. And as a result of that, we experience this refreshing that God has for us. And boy, do we need to change our minds. We need a mindset shift. We are encountering all types of things bombarding us. It's difficult to go five minutes without getting some type of uh, update or alert from, from one of the news places about what's happening with COVID, what's happening all over the world, cyber attacks and all types of unrest and various different things. And we've been inundated with this stuff. And, and, and what happens when that happens is that we're not necessarily tuning in to what the Spirit of God's saying. And sometimes it can reinforce other things in our lives. It's so interesting. I'm going to talk a little about this later, but, but I got a picture about this place being the spring, a wellspring. And, and, and God was revealing to me like he's, he's, he's removing some things, shifting some things by the Spirit in our lives so that the, the flow of the Holy Spirit can just be unhindered in our lives. This is what he's wanting for us. There's three mindset shifts that I, I've kind of uncovered in this particular passage in Acts chapter 3. Now first, let me give you a little context to it. Uh, what's happening in, in this chapter, this is right after Pentecost. The spirit of God's falling. Man, the church is growing and flourishing. 3,000 people added in one day. They're meeting together. And Peter and John go up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the regular time that they're praying. And they see this man who was there for 40 years. He was, he's been lame and he's there begging for silver and gold. He's asking for alms, for money. And they come up to this man and they lock eyes with him. And they tell him, silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have is the name of Jesus. And in this name, arise and walk. They, they pick him up and he is miraculously healed in that moment. And he gets up and he leaps and he runs around and everybody notices him. And it's at that moment that Peter stands up and he gives this message. And that's what happens in Acts chapter 3, 19, which we read, repent, times of refreshing, coming from the Lord. And that's what we see. But there's three mindsets here I want to address this morning that I believe that God's inviting us to shift and change. The first one is that we need to respond to God in worship, not just in wonder. Respond in worship, not just in wonder. It's interesting, but in Acts 3, 11 through 12, it says, while he, this man, clung to Peter and John, all the people were utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. He says, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made this man walk? So here's what you see happening. Peter is urging the crowd to have a mindset shift not just, from, not just to be in wonder, but to be in worship, to worship God. Now, this is so important. Wonder is a good thing. Literally, a, he just saw a healing take place of a man who was lame for 40 years. Wonder should happen. It's a sign and a wonder. It's supposed to happen. And wonders happen when notably good things take place. It makes us look 
at God and be in awe of him. And say, God, you're so amazing. And what that wonder is supposed to do is we don't stop there. It should lead to a worship that says, God, I give you it all. You're, everything belongs to you. Even as Pastor Jessica was exhorting this morning, you're worthy of it all. It all belongs to you, God. I wonder at you, but it leads to worship, surrender. Now, sometimes when something notably bad happens, wonder can lead to questioning. Questioning the goodness of God. God, why did this happen? Why is this taking place? What's going on here? And that often leads us to wander away from God. So you see, God's called us to wonder, but the wonder we have should lead to worship. Let me ask you this question. Has your mindset shifted any during this pandemic? Has the Holy Spirit been working in your heart? Is he, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to change your opinions, your desires, your thoughts, to transform you? I know for me, I, I've experienced just a greater sensitivity to, 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 to those who are vulnerable, to those that are in need. God has awakened my heart to this. And I appreciate this church because you guys are already in the middle of caring for those who are vulnerable. But God has pricked my heart and said, you have to do something. You have to do more than what's, what you've been doing. God's pricked my heart to have more compassion for people. Not to just sit back and shake my finger in judgment as to why they're like this, but to say, you know, God, what is it that you want to do in their lives? How do you see them? God's been changing me, shifting me. He's, he's told me, you know what, Reggie, relationships are important. My mindset is changing about that. They're so important. The author of the DNA Relations of Gary Smalley, he says, life is all about relationships. The rest is just details. Relationship with God, relationship with each other. Think, think I've heard that before from someone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you do that, you're keeping everything. Life is about relationships, Reggie. That's what he's saying to me. How's he been shifting you? You know, in this story, you have a man who's begging for alms. He's vulnerable. And you see these men who have had this mindset shift walk up on this guy and they pray for him. He gets miraculously healed. And here's the thing about it. He's leaping for joy. He never even got alms. He never, he never got the physical wealth, but he got another type of wealth. And not only that, he wasn't just restored physically. He was restored socially. Now he's able to contribute to society and fulfill his purpose in a greater manner, in the manner that was imagined before he was born. See, when we allow our mindsets to shift from just wonder to worship, man, the refreshing presence of God comes. We said, all of it's yours. I'm not just saying this because I think it's a good thing to say. 
Pastor Jessica. I'm saying this because he's worthy of it all. Here's another mindset shift. We don't want to miss the mist. So we need to focus on what God has given us and not what we don't have. Acts 3, 4 through 8. It says, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. This man did, who was lame for 40 years. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his Feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. See, when you understand your wealth in Christ and you shift your mind to focus on your wealth in Christ and not the lack of wealth, the earthly wealth that you have, something happens with you. The seasons where you were feeling defeated, like you couldn't do anything, like you're inadequate, what happens, it'll replace with a season of feeling jaunty. Yes. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. A couple years ago, I didn't know what that word meant. <laughs> jaunty. Just be honest. Raise your hand if you don't know what that means. Just go ahead. A lot of people here. I didn't know what it meant either. My son came home and my, my daughter was dealing with something. She said, he said, she's timid. That's the opposite daddy of jaunty. She needs to be jaunty. And my wife and I were like, okay, we got to look this word up. He told us the definition. We looked it up. He was right. Here's the definition. It means having or expressing a lively, cheerful, and self-confident manner. Now, how many of you know when you have a lot of wealth in Christ, you can be jaunty? It's not based on you, it's based on him. See, when we focus on what we don't have, we limit ourselves, we limit our impact that we could be having on this world, spreading, the, increasing the glory of God to the earth. When we only see what's right in front of us, Here's three examples of, of, of people or groups that saw only what was right in front of them, what was right there in that particular moment. Here's what they said. The telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. You guys think I'm telling jokes right now, but this was written by the Western Union internal memo in 1876. They didn't think the telephone was going to make it. We got a lot of people with telephones now. Here's another one. The problem with the television is that people must sit and keep their eyes glued on a screen. The average American family hasn't time for it. New York Times, after the prototype television was demonstrated in 1939 in the World Fair. That's what they said. Here's the last one here. The horse is here to stay. 
<laughs> but the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. This is advice from a president of the Michigan Savings Bank to Henry Ford's lawyer, Horace Rackham, who ignored the advice and invested $5,000 into the Ford company and later sold his shares of stock for $12.5 million. What's the point of all this? Is listen, when we don't focus on the wealth we have in Christ, we focus on the earthly wealth, we're like these naysayers. We're limiting ourselves. We're limiting the impact that what, of what God can do in our lives. Listen, you... If you believe in Christ today, you have wealth in Christ. He has given you a new identity. He's given you a new family. He has given you a new power. And that power is the same power that he used when he raised Jesus from the dead, resurrected him, and seated him in the heavenly places in Christ. You have wealth in Christ. Lots of it. Can't focus on what you don't have or you'll miss the mist. Peter said, silver and gold, we don't have it. Oh, but we have something for you. We have something for you that we can pull from a place that has infinite wealth and power and goodness. And this is from heaven through Jesus Christ. Here's the last mindset we need to have here. I believe we need to shift. We need to acknowledge our weakness, but accept God's fullness. Acknowledge our weakness, but accept God's fullness. In Acts 3.12, Peter says, when he was addressing the people, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? He says, or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we've made this man walk? Verse 16, he says, in his name, by faith in his name, that is Jesus, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of all. See, here's the thing about this is we live in a time where there tends to be a lack of self-awareness. You know, whether it's the boss that, that is constantly changing their plans and doesn't realize that it's so disturbing to the people to not be able to have a, a clear path to run on. And has no idea that, that he's jerking or she's jerking the, 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 their employees around. Or maybe it's the parent that in good, thinking they're doing good, constantly instilling fear in their kids. Don't touch this. Don't go here. Don't do that. Don't, instead of telling them, look, God's going to be with you. Yes, play it safe, but he's with, you know, it's, it's, we, we don't know what we're doing. Sometimes it could be the church member who says, man, I'm, I'm all in. I'm behind you, pastor. My finances, my service, everything. And, and then three weeks later, they're gone. They're, they're missing and they're in and out. Whatever it is. We, it seems we've lost touch with actually understanding how our actions and our thinking affects other people. 
We're not aware of our weaknesses. But see, you don't see that in this text. You see Peter very clearly as he's in the middle of all these people. They're gathered around because it says, you know this guy. You knew him. I'm sure they were looking at that guy thinking, is that the, is that the guy? I gave him money last week. He's well now. What? So they were perplexed. They were in wonder. They're looking around. And Peter, they're looking, staring at Peter as if he's some God. And Peter, I can imagine, right before he's getting ready to make this statement, he's thinking, these people don't know me. I was the one who denied Jesus three times, and I ran and I hid myself. I was the one that even after Jesus tried to make a connection with me, I still went back fishing. And I hadn't even been restored in, in my relationship and friendship with him and my reputation with the brothers. And, and I, I hadn't been restored in my calling. I, I'm not a perfect person. I have issues. Jesus rebuked me, said, get behind me, Satan. They don't understand. I have these weaknesses. But God is strong. He's powerful. It's faith in this name that brought about this miracle. See, being aware of your weaknesses helps us to appreciate the fullness of God. Being aware of your weaknesses helps us to receive strength in those areas that we need. It reminds me of what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He says, my, this is what God said to Paul, rather. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in what? Weakness. I'm able to deliver power and strength to that area that needs it when you're aware of it. Here's another thing. Being aware of your weakness helps others to know that the power has come from God and not from us. Second yeah. Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay that shows that the surpassing power belongs to God. And not to us. So we're aware of our weakness. I said, acknowledge your weakness, but accept God's fullness. See, here's the thing. No, I'm not the source of power, Peter says. I'm not the source. But I tell you what, that power is at work on the inside of me. That power is working and moving through me and is touching other people. I have power. Through the Holy Spirit. See, when we put our confidence in, in Christ, we trust in him. He said, it's through this name. And then he stops and he says, wait a minute. It's through faith in this name. When I have confidence and I believe in the work that Jesus Christ did and all that he is, then power can be released. Refreshing can come. This is what he's saying. I can accept that I'm not perfect but yet enjoy the fullness of God. And this is the good news. 
Because regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your past, regardless of whatever weaknesses you say I'm facing today, you say, man, sometimes some of you, I hear it in the spirit. Some of you say about yourself, I'm just a mess. Let me tell you what, God specializes in dealing with messes. He can bring things into order. He did that from the beginning of creation. In Genesis chapter 1, it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the mess in the earth, and then he brought order to it by speaking. And the power of God came, and refreshing came to the earth. Don't miss the miss. It's through the cross, through faith in his name, we have access to the refreshing presence of God. There's refreshing that's coming to this church. You know, it's interesting in Genesis 2, 6, it says that a mist would rise up from the earth. I love it because it, the man didn't create it. It wasn't like an irrigation system. God was the one who initiated it, and he initiated the refreshing mist to come up from the earth for two reasons. Because he wanted people, his sons and daughters, to enjoy creation. Do you realize that he wants you to enjoy creation? And then the second reason is because he had a mission, he had a plan. Do you know he had a plan even before there was sin in the world? What was his plan? His plan was that his image and glory would be spread all over the world. So he watered the place and brought the mist so that refreshing could come. His creation could be enjoyed and his glory could be spread all over the world. Refreshing is coming to this church. If you don't know Christ today, I have one last scripture for you. It's Isaiah 44 and 22. It says, I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like a mist. Return to me for I have redeemed you. If you don't know Christ, I want to tell you today that all of the good things that I mentioned about this refreshing coming, the comfort, the peace, the joy, and most importantly, the relationship with God Almighty who created you, you can have that today. He made a promise to you. He said, listen, if you return to me, if you repent, if you change your mind, if you change your ways and you come to me, I will send my refreshing into your life. Today is your day to receive Jesus. Let me just pray for us right now. I want to do this. I feel like the Holy Spirit said to give you a chance for him to speak to you. So I want you to just close your eyes if you can. Holy Spirit, speak to your people. There's something in you that he's shifting. There's some mindset that he's speaking to you about. Maybe it's some opinion, some thought, some desire. Holy Spirit, 
I feel, I feel his presence so strongly right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just stay there for a moment. Just stay there for a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. As, I, as You're just focusing on him. During worship, I saw a vision. And it was this church. This church was like a spring. It was a spring in this region. God said, so many of you have been saying, Lord, would you just let there be water in the dry and desert places? And I heard the Lord say that you are the water and the dry and desert place. That this church is a wellspring that will water this city with refreshing. The reason why there's a need for a mindset shift is because everything that hinders us as individuals for allowing the flow of this spring of life must be removed and shifted. So the spirit of God has full access in you and through you. The Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, move. Touch us. Transform us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you, God's speaking to you when that young man on the video said, he said, God's calling me to make disciples. Some of you have, have kind of put that on the shelf. Your life has gotten a little bit busy. The Lord says, he says, I want you to take that back off. I'm calling you to engage. I'm calling you to be the voice of refreshing through teaching and sharing and mentoring. For some of you, I hear uh, the Lord saying that I'm bringing physical healing. And there's someone in here you've dealt with migraines. I can literally feel it in my head right here in the center. There's a migraine. And the Lord says he's healing. He's bringing healing right now. Healing power, refreshing, come. I, I, I use and, and apply and proclaim the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Someone's injured in their left shoulder. The Lord is healing you right now. Thank you for your healing power, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's someone in here you've experienced the loss. It's not a typical loss, but it has to do with a, a strange child that you've been praying for. It's like they have not been in communication with you. I sense the Holy Spirit is saying that I am watching over and guarding them. And I'm speaking to them. And even in these next 18 months, you're going to see a miracle take place in their lives. The Holy Spirit, we thank you for the refreshing spring that this church is. Thank you for your refreshing that you're sending to our hearts. Times 
of refreshing, recovery of our breath, our life, our joy. I praise you, God. Thank you for joy. Joy overflowing. Now, your praise and your worship is so important to God. I want you to do this now as a declaration that you are God's people and that you are the wellspring of life to this region that he's called you to do. If you can just start to give him praise because your praise shakes the gates of hell in this region. Can you praise him right now? Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We glorify you. We thank you. We receive the refreshing. We receive what you have for us, Lord. We glorify you. Oh, God, thank you for rending the heavens and coming down and pouring out your rain. Lord, we receive the latter and the former rain, strengthening us and let the power of the Holy Spirit move in this place in signs and wonders and miracles. Lord God, we're asking in Jesus' name for salvations, for marriages to turn around in the name of Jesus Christ, for kids to come back to the Lord in the name of Jesus and for the next generation to be raised up as mighty disciples. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.